Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. This is your first time today at Faith Renewed. We just want to welcome you, let you know we're glad that you came this morning. So let our first-time guests know, Faith Renewed, how much you appreciate them for being here. Amen. There's a lot of love in this place. Hopefully you've already experienced that already and, uh, and, and encountered uh, the, the risen God who's, who's here and who's with us. And I tell you, man, we, we get excited about that. We should. Amen. And um, we're thankful for that. If you tuned in today via live stream, we're glad you tuned in as well. But no matter where you are, grab your Bible and go with me, if you would, to the book of Mark, chapter 6. Mark, chapter 6. And... Um, we're going to read a few verses there, and then what we'll do, we'll just pray uh, together, and then we're just going to just spend some time uh, talking about the word that God's put on my heart today and, um, and who Jesus is in this series we're doing called The Real Jesus. So, but Mark chapter 6, when you got it, say amen. amen. That's enough for us to proceed. So let's do it. Verse 1, it says this, Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. How many of those disciples will always follow him? I was, just, I was just free of charge. That wasn't even in my notes. I just put, Lord, put that in me. All disciples, true disciples will follow him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things, and what wisdom is this which is given to him? <laughs> that's, that's good, too. Uh, that such... Mighty works are performed by his hands. Verse 3, this is where we're at. It says, if, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of Jesus, or James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. <laughs> but Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hand on a few sick people and healed them. I think it's just cool that that's just kind of telling us that he did laid his hands on some sick folks, healed them. He's just letting us know that. That's small change for Jesus. That's just, that's the little easy stuff. I mean, that's just nothing for him. He's, he's categorizing. I think sometimes we categorize that as the ultimate. That's, that's nothing for him. He says in verse 6, And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. We're going to pray, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, today about the real Jesus is a carpenter. And so uh, we'll talk more about that in a second. God, thank you for uh, being the master builder. God, the one who uh, is at work right now creating and designing, God, things in our life. God, you have a perfect plan for us, Lord. It's good, and we just want to encounter that, walk that out, live that out every day of our life, God. We give you praise for all that you're doing in this place, for the lives that are being transformed. Lord, for anyone today, Lord, that you want to speak into their heart, life, hope, salvation, God, the plan, let them be open today to receive that. In Jesus' incredible name, amen. Amen. We're in a series called The Real Jesus, and uh, we've been talking in this series. Uh, all the messages are all now are online on our website. You can also pick those up on iTunes. We're now on Google Play as well, so no matter if you're an Android nerd, I think that's what they call Android nerds. Uh, I don't... I, I, 
That's just what I was told. I, 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 you know, I carry an iPhone, but which I don't know where it is right now. Uh, but um, the, uh, it's all available on those things. But we've been talking about this real Jesus. He, he's alive. That was week one. We talked about him being God, uh, part of that trinity who stepped out of heaven to earth. He's the word. Uh, he's king. Last week, we talked about Jesus is peace. And today, I want to talk to you that the real Jesus is a carpenter. Now, um, we see from Scripture that before Jesus began his earthly ministry, uh, we know that to be 30 years of age. And so we, we know that before that time, he had a, he had a job. All right, he, he didn't just kind of levitate and float around, you know, all the time, huh, you know, and, uh, and, and just kind of do the Jesus thing. You know, he was, he was working. He was a man. Uh, I, I like the fact that he was uh, one who got out there and, and was in the middle of it. I, I think sometimes we see these little, little weak, wimpy pictures that that's who Jesus is. I don't think Jesus was that. I think he was a man, and, uh, and he got in there, and he worked, and he, he got out there, and he did things with his hands. We see that. Um, we know from, from Scripture that Jesus' father was a carpenter. And so, uh, you know, what you see typically in that day is that father would teach the trade to the son. And so, um, you know, you, you watch this kind of unfold. We see this in, in Scripture here. And so uh, he's known as the carpenter's son. And so this word today, I want you to see the, the importance of this. This Greek word, carpenter, is the word tectone. All right, it's the word tectone in the Greek, and so it means this. And uh, I thought about naming the sermon today, the real Jesus is tectone, but I didn't know if anybody would get that, so I just left it, aside, left it alone, but the real Jesus is carpenter. But this word tectone, listen to this, it is translated in a different way than what we typically today think of when we hear carpenter. Uh, Sometimes we think that's uh, not of great importance, and that's not of something that's value, which is totally not true. We see this, and so look at this word. He's, he's, this is the word carpenter in Scripture. What it means from the original Greek, uh, it means an artisan. It means a contractor. Uh, it was one who actually could be kind of labeled. Uh, one uh, 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 dictionary I, I found said a handyman. Um, it, uh, it was one who worked with not just of wood, but also stone, possibly metals, and other forms that we see. So he, he was able to do these things. It was a possible that this person, this name Tecton, this carpenter, was in the uh, same arena what we today would be like a civil engineer. This would be a person who was a designer. Uh, they said very possible that the carpenter in that day was the one who would design the bridge. In the town, he would design those types of things, and uh, and I, I got to thinking, man. I said, how incredible is it that Jesus could have been designing and making bridges, and then he became the ultimate bridge from death to life for us, who helps us get to heaven. So I was just like, man, this is an amazing thing to think about. That this real Jesus is a carpenter. I I believe he was one of those guys who could just kind of like fix anything. Uh, I, I I know some of those guys. We have some of those guys here, and they're awesome. They're a blessing to have in your church. They're a blessing to have in your life. They're just wonderful people. And I, I like the fact, that, man, that they can, um, they can literally, I, I just have heard it said, that, man, so-and-so can just fix anything. And I'm like, man, that, my mind doesn't register that way. It doesn't click like that. Uh, and, and it's amazing. Uh, this, it's those people, you know, when something breaks down, something happens, that they get the phone call and says, hey, this is broke down. This is going on. Can you... Help me out. Now, I have never gotten one of those phone calls. <laughs> never. 
I mean, in my years of living, nobody has ever called me and said, hey, pastor, this is broken down. Can you come help me out? I don't know why. Um, you know, I don't know why they've never asked that. Now, I've gotten the call that says this, pastor, so-and-so's happening. Can you pray for me? I'm like, yeah, I can pray for you. I know, yeah. Uh, pastor, this so-and-so may have broken down. Do you know someone? Uh, I, get, I, get, I get that often. Um, uh, do, do, do you have anybody we can call? And, and I, I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I want to be able to say, yeah, I'll come fix that for you. I want to be able to just say, yeah, I can, I can do that. I, I'll come over in just a little while. I'll help you out. And I, I wish I could do that. You know, and even in just in ministry, when I look at certain situations in people's lives, and I see some of the hurt, and I see some of the struggle and pain that they're going through. You know, as a pastor, sometimes I, I just want to say, I, I wish I could come, and I wish I could just fix that for you. But I can't. I can pray. I can send someone. I can help you point him to someone who can help you in those situations, and his name's Jesus. Because he is the master builder. He is the one who takes things and who builds them, and he is the creator. And so we see in, in Scripture that this Jesus was a carpenter. He was a builder. And I, I love the picture, and, I, and it's just a beautiful thing that we see today. The father was a builder, and the son became a builder. Don't it, don't it just do something? It, it does it to me to think about this God who was a builder in heaven, whose son is a builder today, and he's a creator, and he's that type of God. And Scripture says in Hebrews 13, that he's the same yesterday, today, forever, forever. So that tells us some things. That tells us if Jesus was a builder then, he could take something then and design it, create it, and make it, mold it, sculpture it into something wonderful. If he could do it then, he's doing it today, and he can do it tomorrow. That's the Jesus that we serve. That's him. He's tectone. He's carpenter. He's master builder. And so we see this in life. And so one of the things that Jesus said he would do is this. Jesus said he would build his church. He would build his church. And then he adds this, and the gates of hell will not, shall not, cannot prevail against it. Amen. So we see Jesus as the master builder. And this is one of those things that I've done this. I've, I've done this as pastor. I've done that sometimes to think that I can somehow build the church. That it's supposed, and I, I've, I've taken that pressure and stress on me. I, earlier in the ministry, it was worse than it is now. I'm learning and growing that, man, God is the builder of his church. And then I sometimes think we somehow lessen and make the church into a building and just the people that occupy it and number on Sunday morning. That's not the church. Amen. That is not the church. Because we somehow relate and want to do that, somehow relate that there's a crowd. That is what is the thing that makes up, and that's the church, a number of people. And so I, I, I'm learning as I grow that, that you can have great numbers but never have a church. You can have thousands upon thousands, and I'm praying for thousands upon thousands because there's thousands upon thousands who need Jesus. I'm praying for that. I'm praying that we as, a, we as a church, the church of the living God, we go out and we bring in thousands upon thousands because that's how many need Jesus just in our area, just in, just in this area today. But it is not the determining factor because here's the truth. There are great crowds and there are great gatherings and people are coming together and it's amazing. And so I looked at this and this is, uh, <laughs> this is this kind, of, kind of, I guess it was kind of funny in a sense to think this could happen, but Paul McCartney, my new Paul McCartney is. 
She loves you. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, them. Uh, not Beatles, but J- Paul later. Uh, just him. Uh, he sold out in less than an hour 41,000 tickets to go see him play and sing. He's like 120 years old now. I don't know. He's old. And I mean, people still paying big money to go see Paul McCartney sing and do this. Uh, Justin Bieber. No Bieber fever over here. Okay, no Bieber fever on this side. We got some right here. I know better. Um, so that's my son. Please pray for me. Justin Bieber. 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 Uh, two performances at Madison Square Garden sold out in literally, it was like minutes, less than an hour. He sold that out. Uh, Pearl Jam, who just came to Greenville, and uh, that was like this big deal. I heard about this, how this played out, that they sold out the wellness arena in just this short amount of time. And all of these people, and so I was thinking, I said, man, you can gather great crowds but never have a church. You can have today thousands upon thousands and never have a church. You can have 120 you can have 100 or 50 or whatever and still not have a church. So it is not about these things. But Jesus said he would do this. He would be the builder of his church. He would be the ones who builds that thing, and we see that grow. And so we watch God begin to build. So this is, well, this is one of the questions that we have to look at today. Are you part of the church? Not are you a member of faith or not are you a member somewhere or you're part of the church. Is, is God building your life? Is he doing these things? So I want to give you three things this morning. I always like to give three. kind of helps us kind of keep it together. I, I want to give you three things and three ways that we see Jesus at work and what he's built, what God has built in our lives and what he's doing today. And the first one is this. He created the world. He created the world. I, uh, if Hebrews 11 tells us this in verse 3, it said, It is by faith that we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are invisible. Now listen, we see this picture. Again, we know Jesus is God. He is part of that trinity. He is one. He was there, and he set the heavens. He created this and it is an amazing thing to think about that he created and set the earth in just the right amount of distance from the sun that we don't burn up. Some of you school teachers understand that. He, you, he, he didn't create, keep it so close. He didn't create it and make it and design it and put it so close that, that we would burn up or so far away that we would freeze. He set this right into position. It is tilted just the correct way, and it revolves around. I'm going to show you all listen a little bit in school. It revolves in this axis. And so it revolves, and it goes around, and God set all of those things. He created all of those things and designed them. Genesis 1 tells us in the very beginning, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering. He was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. You know what happened? There was light. I mean, that's what he, that's what he says. It is because he is this builder. He is this creator. Uh, I, I, it it kind of is sad today. I, 
you know, I was younger and in school, you know, we talked about those things. We talked about this creation. We talked about God being the one who, who did this. We used to take time, and, and we would pray in the mornings. We'd pledge allegiance to flag, and we'd pray, and we did all of those things. And then somewhere along the way, we begin to fall away from those things in America. And then we look at America today. We look at the world we're living in. We say, man, what happened? wonder what happened. What happened to America? wonder why it's where it's at today. This in God we trust. We found upon the hymn and all the things that we did. wonder where that's at. It's because we've pulled away from these things. And now they're telling kids in the schools that there was this evolution thing that took place. There is no creation. And, and they're trying to, trying to take that and lessen that. And they're teaching. They're saying more and more that there was this evolved thing that took place. Let me tell you something. I never was a tadpole. Never was, never was. Some people may claim that and, and, and grab that. I don't. I never was. God created. I believe that. Jeremiah thirty two seventeen says that, oh, Lord God. I love the prophet here. He says, oh, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth. By your great power and outstretched arms, there is nothing too hard for you. Hear that. You created, you made this, you made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Think for a moment. He, he just he stretched out his arms and he spoke and he said, let there be. And there was. You know, people are wondering, nah, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm with you. What, what does that mean for me today? You, let me tell you what it means for you today. If God created the heavens and earth, he can take care of you. He can take care of your situation. He, he, he knows. He's great enough. He's big enough. And he's able to do these things. And this leads us right into this second point today. He created you. He created you. And I want you to think, think that for a minute. Just, just, again, sometimes we've heard this. Had someone telling me this week. That meant all they heard their entire life was that they were useless, they were nothing, they were, they were a mistake, they, were, they, were, they should have never been here, they're never going to be anything. I, I had someone telling me this this week, and it, was just, it broke my heart. I'm going to tell you, it broke my heart. I didn't hear those things growing up. I had, I had parents who, who spoke life and who prayed over me, and I'm thankful for that. And, and it's why as parents, be careful what you say. It's why as parents that be careful what you do and make sure you're praying over your children. Make sure you're speaking life to them. Make sure you're getting them in church and in God's house and they're a part of what God's doing. It's so important. But this person sat there and they were telling me that they had heard that their entire life. I want you to understand today that God created you. He designed you. He's a carpenter. This master builder, look at what the scripture says. Psalms 139 says this in verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. My inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That changes how you look in the mirror. He said, marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Man, what if we could pull an old school? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell myself how old I am for just a minute. But Billy Crystal used to break out. I think it was Billy. He said, man, you look marvelous. Anybody know what, I, know what I'm talking about? Anybody old enough to understand that? But, but you look marvelous. What would change in our hearts and lives, man, if we quit looking in the mirror and say, I'm a mistake? 
and start saying, man, I'm marvelous in his sight. He created me. He designed me. He brought me. And listen to verse 15 in the Message Bible. Psalm 139, the Message. I love this. He says, you know me inside and out. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Listen, we forget this. He made the heavens and he made and designed us today. And listen, he takes every situation. He can turn this thing and make it glorious. It's the kind of God we serve. I love a quote by Spurgeon. He said this. He said, he who created the stars and calls them by name is in no danger of forgetting his own children. He's in no danger of today of forgetting you, forgetting your situations. We see this, and, and it is him that he made us. We're fearfully, wonderfully made. We're by design, he created us. And I, and I thought back, and I, I've been in the hospital a lot of times in a lot of situations when there's been, been little babies that were born. And it's always, it's exciting, uh, you know, for the most part, it's, it's usually an exciting situation at a time where it's been, it's been difficult, and it's been hard because of loss or things that take place. But most of the times in those situations, it's always, it's a happy time. You walk in a room and you're kind of walking into that situation. You're kind of like not worried about, man, how am I going to minister to this person? You know, what am I going to do here? What am I going to say? You just kind of walk in the room and you just kind of just feel this. And, and it's amazing. And, and I love it. And I did this with my, my kids. I, I looked at my kids and, and they came out of, of, of mama and they were here. And, man, you hold them, and you're looking at them, and you start saying, man, they're perfect. They're perfect. They're they're beautiful. I mean, this creation, this miracle I'm holding in my hands, they're beautifully, fearfully, wonderfully made. Look at this. And you start telling people, man, look at that. Don't they look just like me? And, ah, you know, and it's it's a beautiful thing. And then someone else comes in, and they look at the situation. And they may be looking at that baby going, is that a baby? You know, yeah, maybe that evolution thing's true. No, they don't, don't, nobody said that. Uh, but, but nobody thinks that. But they may see it, and then, then they look at the hair, that little bit. They just don't have just a few sprouts, and it's coming out the side over here. You know, you know what I'm talking about? And, and you know, they have just a few, or, or maybe it's just their whole hair's covered, and, or whatever it is. And you're looking at that, and the mom and the daddy say, man, look at the hair. And you're going, look at the hair. And look at that. It's beautiful, you know. But listen, to mom and daddy, fearfully and wonderfully made perfect in their sight. Let me tell you something today. I want you to hear this. When God looks at you, this builder, this designer who has created you, who's, who's made you, he sees you marvelous in his sight. He sees what can be. He is a builder. He has a plan. He's designed. It's a beautiful purpose. And so he wants to do this for your life. And he sees this. And I know we're looking at situations. And this happens when our kids, and we see them, and we hold them, and, and, and they're perfect in our side. And then they start doing stuff. Real often, then we're holding them, and we're looking at them, and they're 
screaming and won't stop. And then you're just looking at them and you're still saying they're still pretty perfect. They're still my child or whatever. And then they, they, they poop on you. They mess up things. I, I heard a pretty cool story today. Uh, yesterday, uh, Jonathan and Mandy, uh, she's one of our kids' workers, and um, Jonathan, financial officer, he, he was telling us that little boy Bentley that they have, uh, he, he, I think he had on overalls, I think it was, so he was able to get access to, to down there. And so he, 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 they were out, and they were somewhere, and all of a sudden, uh, Bentley is taking his diaper, and he's just swinging it like over his head, man, and he's playing with this thing, and then he's running around, and, and then he decides that it's time to use the restroom room without the diaper just I mean just you know and we 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 let I love that story because that wasn't my kid I think it's awesome I think it's a great story Jonathan's still struggling with it y'all pray for him but but we see the children and we see this and listen God created you he designed you he made you Ephesians 2 10 says that we are his workmanship We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Max Licato says this, and I love this quote. He said, if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. If he had a wallet, your photo would be in it. He sends you flowers every spring and sunrise every morning. Face it, friend, he's crazy. He's crazy about you. This is the God that we serve. Genesis 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Listen to me. You've got to see this, man. God created you. He set the heavens with his outstretched hand. He took the dust and he formed and created man. When you were still in the womb, God had a purpose and he was creating and designing. And I know we look at our life today sometimes. We say, man... What happened? What took place? How did, how did this get from here to here? What do I, what, what I do? You, you understand some things. And first, it just starts with this, and it's number three today. Our last one is this, that he has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your life. You have to understand, he has a purpose. This, this plan, this is uh, literally, uh, we see the scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11. I love the verse. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Listen, he has a plan for you. He's got, he, it, first of all, just the fact right now that God's thinking about you. That's awesome. The fact right now that, that he is, he is at, at, in all this happening in heaven. All that's happening on earth, he's thinking about you. And he can do that because he's God. I mean, we struggle with doing two things at one time. Maybe ladies, they do it real well. They do makeup in the mirror, telephone, driving with a knee, listening to the radio. I don't know how they do it. They do all those things at once. But, but man, we struggle a little bit with that. But hopefully you're not doing makeup, guys. But, <laughs> but he has this purpose and this plan for your life. That's building terms. That's building terms. That's designed. That, that is speaking of something. And listen, he is desiring today to build something in your life. He wants to build something in you. And you're saying this right now. You're looking at this, and this is the truth sometimes. He has this plan. And we're saying, man, this is where I'm at way over here. Let me tell you what God can do. This is how he works. He can take something that's broken and ruined and he can create it and make it. Listen, he, he is the master builder. He takes things, and he can make something from nothing. 
He is the one who can take something. He can, he can take something that is literally in ruins and make it glorious. You know what we do in, in this world? We can take something glorious and ruin it. Let me tell you what he can do, though. He can take something in ruins and make it glorious. He is a builder. And you know when he does it? When he gets through, he makes it new. He makes it new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Listen to me. This is not what he does. He doesn't take something and just put a coat of paint over it. And it's still messed up and it's still screwed up. No, that's not what he does. He takes something and he can literally take it and he makes it new. That's what God does. This is how he operates. This is what he, this is what he, his, he works. And that word means this. He makes it fresh, unused, unworn, uncommon, or unheard of. That's what he does in our life. When we trust him, when we come to him, he can take something and make something that is so ruined. He still has the plans. Hear this. He still has the plans. The, the contractor, the engineer, the plan, he still has the plans. We're getting ready to celebrate in a few moments some, some folks who have crossed over from death into life. Some of those who, who literally, who God came into their life. And don't you understand what we're getting ready to celebrate? He took something old and, and with no life, with no hope, and he makes it new. He makes it glorious. Now, we understand it won't be until we get to heaven and we experience the fullness of everything that God has. But, man, God wants to do now in our life. He said he has purposes and plans for our life, and we're getting ready to celebrate that. It's going to be a beautiful thing. He tells us this. He says in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22, he says, Though the Lord's mercies are not consumed because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You know what the, plant, the planner does, the builder does, the master designer? You know what he does today? This is what he did this morning. New mercy. New mercy. New grace. He designed it. He put it in place. New mercy, new grace this morning. You know what he's going to have available to you tomorrow? New mercy, thank you. He's going to have new mercy and new grace. And so this is what we have to start doing. We have to start seeing the master builder. It has a plan. It, it's, it's amazing, but we want to see it. I'm, I'm one of those, man, I don't know if I could build a house. I don't know if I could build a house. I'm, one day God may tell us to do that, but I, I struggle with that. I watch guys that do that. We have some doing it even in our church right now. And, and I, I walk into that, those situations sometimes, and, and, it's, and it's one of those, I want it done like, to yesterday sometime or tomorrow it's got to be finished you know i'm one of those man i'm ready to start cutting grass and it's just dirt you know i'm, I'm right there i'm ready to get out start. I, I'm, I'm serious I'm, I'm one of those thinkers sometimes i want to see the end result but listen to me no matter how messed up it is right now listen god's at work god's designing right now he's at work in your situation and this is one of the most beautiful things the worship team's getting ready to come around and as they come i want you to think about something that scripture tells us that he's building right now he left this earth, and it was when, it was when the night of Jesus' arrest that, that Jesus said this. He, he, be, he began to speak of a, a building project that he was getting ready to start. And you know what he said he was going to do? He told the disciples, I'm going to prepare a place for you. He said, I'm going to go away, and I'm going to build and prepare a place for you. 
for you. You know what God's doing? I, I, don't, I don't know how all this works in heaven. I, I don't know if, he, if he's just still sitting on the throne and just, you know, again, we know that he is, and he's just speaking these things. I don't know how that building process is, is looking. I don't know if he just went up there and spoke it, and it's done. Now it's just waiting for, for God to make the command. But this is what the promise is for the child of God, the master builder. The master builder has a place for you. I want you to do this just right where you're at. Can you just stand with me? And I want you to just take a moment. I just want you to just bow your heads. Just close your eyes for a moment. I just want you to just just think about your life right now, what's going on in you and, and what's taking place right now. In our um in our text, in our text in Mark 6, I want you to understand what was going on there. Jesus had returned to his own hometown. He had come back. He had been out. He had been doing ministry. He had been doing great works. That's what Jesus does. He does great works. He's a great designer. He's a master builder. This master builder had been out and he'd been doing all of these great things. And he came into his own home. He was in his own hometown. And the scripture we read in in Mark 6 was the story of what took place when Jesus was in his own home. And this is what the struggle was. The people in that place looked at Jesus and said, man, that's the carpenter, right? That's the kid that was growing up, running behind daddy, carrying bricks and hope. Nah, surely he, he's not Messiah. He's not the promised one. He's, there's no way. Think for a moment. In his own hometown. They said, oh, that was Joseph's son. That's Mary's son. That's, nah. And Jesus marveled their unbelief that they would refuse to see him for who he truly is. And this is where I want you to understand today. We read that story. We read that story and we look at that situation sometimes and we say, man, how could they do that? This is Jesus they're talking about. And you know something? Sunday after Sunday, in God's own house, people walk indoors. And they walk back out of those doors, unchanged. They do not see him as the master builder for them. They may even believe at some point, some way, yeah, Jesus could do that, but he'll never do this for me. He's never going to be able to get me out of this situation. He's never going to be able to heal this problem. He never is going to be able to take my plan, my messed up life, my failed life. Listen, Jesus takes ruins and makes it marvelous. Marvelous. But you have to do this. You cannot just look at him and just say, he's just a carpenter. You have to say, he's mine. He's my builder. He's my designer. He's my creator. He's my maker. That's, that's the Jesus I'm talking about this morning. 
just a moment, just as heads about eyes closed. First of all, man, we're getting ready to celebrate those who Jesus has made new. He's made them new in him. <laughs> it is going, it's going to be a celebration, just a wonderful time where we celebrate those lives changed. There may be someone else here today who's, 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 or someone's listening, live stream is tuned in. Listen, you may be listening today and say, man, that's cool what God did in them. He, he was their carpenter. Listen, he wants to be yours. He wants to be your builder. He wants to be your maker. He wants to be your designer and make you new today just as well. And if you're here, if that's you, and if you just say this, say, Pastor, that, I'm, you're talking to me right now. I want you to pray for me. I'm, I'm going to pray for you. And you can, just, you can just stay where you're at. You don't have to come forward right now. But I just, I just want you to do this. I just want you, if, if I ask you today, God's speaking to your life, and you say, man, I need to receive Jesus. I need the carpenter, the builder, the one to come in and make me new, make me new in him. I, that's what I need today. I believe today that this designer, this creator, Jesus, gave his life for me on a cross. I believe he's alive today and he's coming again. I, and I want to receive him in my life. Actually, just, just raise your hand up right where you're at. I just want to pray for you. You may be here right now and, and this is where you're at. You're in a situation. You need the master builder to come in and make something new. You need, you need him to make a situation. You may be in a situation right now and you're trying to build it on your own. Listen, he's the designer. He's the plan. You, won't be, you will not be pleased with the outcome if you try to build it on your own. But you can trust him today. He loves you. That's you. If that's where you're at today, you say, Man, I, need him, I need the master builder to come in and do something in my life. Just right where you're standing. I just want to pray for you. If that's you, just raise up your hand. If that's you, just raise it up. I see that hand. Who else? Just raise it up. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Just raise it up. Father, we just pray right now that in the name of Jesus, the name above every name, God, that your master builder, your designer, your tectone, you come in and you make things new, God. You're a designer. You make ruined things marvelous. And <clears throat> God, right now, Lord, the thoughts you have towards these people, Lord, are plans to prosper, give future and hope. God, we're going to trust the outcome. We're going to trust the final product. We trust you, Jesus. Thank you for that today. We give you praise for it right now. In Jesus' holy name, in Jesus' incredible name.